You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Primary characters in the text of course Jesus and ten lepers. And apart from the ten, the one is also considered a primary character. Lepers in the day of Jesus were primarily recognized as a leper by one initial sign, the discoloration of their skin. But because leprosy was progressive as well as painful, scabs, Sores and lumps would also appear on the skin. And as the disease progressed, it became painful to the point to where, uh, in extreme cases, the body would begin to go through a period of disfigurement. They would become deformed. Inwardly, their nerves would start to shatter. And ultimately, if a leper was not cured, he or she would die. I want, I want you to notice in the book of Leviticus, how serious leprosy was in reference to to the law in that leprosy was also contagious. I want you to consider it in, in the book of uh, Leviticus. And consider that even during the time of, of uh, Jesus, the law was still in place. Remember Jesus himself said, I have not come to destroy the law nor the prophets, but to fulfill. Leviticus 13, we'll start at verse 45. Leviticus 13, we'll start at verse 45. Ready? Some of y'all still turning. Uh, Go back toward Genesis. Leviticus is the third book, I believe. Leviticus 13 and 45. Now the leper on whom the sore is, his clothes shall be torn and his head bare. And he shall cover his mustache and cry, unclean, unclean. 
Mm. Verse 46, he shall be unclean. All the days he has the sore, he shall be unclean. He is unclean and he shall dwell alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. Leper was considered unclean, defiled, uh, a slang term, nasty. Leper had to leave his family as long as the leprosy was present. And some of them would leave their family and would never see, see them again. Because eventually the leprosy would kill him. And so it, it was a very serious condition. How many understand? Now let's go back to the book of Luke and let's, let's just deal with uh, the text. Since we have a better understanding of what lepers were. And, and so you here in, in Luke you have these ten lepers that stood afar off when they came in the presence of Jesus. But I want you to notice that e even though they had not been a part of society, they had heard about Jesus. They had not been a part of society, remember, because they had to dwell alone. Matter of fact, they had camp set up strictly for lepers. But they had heard about Jesus and knew the Lord could help them. I said they knew the Lord could help them. And notice what they asked for. Mercy. These lepers knew the Lord could help them and they asked for A contagious disease that at the time there was no cure for it. But when they saw Jesus, they seen in Jesus their way out. Saying that's saying something. These men saw in Jesus their way out. Of something that medically at the time they said it was no care. They, they saw what we need to see. Do you see that your way out or whatever you're going through, whether it's physical, emotional, financial, or what, whatever, is Jesus? You have to be able to see that your way out is Jesus. Have, have you ever read John 14, 6 in Paul where Jesus said, I am the way? See, your way out is Jesus. I don't, I don't care what it is. Your way out is Jesus. But you have to see it. The problem with some folks, that they, they are looking in the wrong place. So you, you'll be amazed at folks that, that are looking to a professional for their way out. Looking to family for their way out. Looking to preach it for their way out. Looking for somebody else for their way out. But the real way. 
according to John 14 and 6, is Jesus. And, and he had to tell his disciples who were questioning him at the time. He said, look, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You have to see that Jesus is your way out. Matter of fact, I just want to pause and just leave the text and, and just deal with you about where you are right now. Wherever you are right now, you have to recognize if you're going to come out of your predicament, Jesus is your way out. If you're going through something financially, if you're going through something physically, you need to right now say your way out is Jesus. Good God, that's good preaching. Preach to somebody your way out. Your way out is your way out is your way out is your way out is and notice how intelligent these lepers were. They, they knew exactly what they needed from Jesus. They knew exactly what they needed from Jesus. Notice mercy. They needed mercy. Look at the text now. Look at the text. Matter of fact, let's read it one more time. Luke 17. And notice the 13th verse. And they lifted up their voices and said to Jesus, Master, have help me. On who? We want this corporate blessing from you. I love the fact that they were looking for a corporate blessing. And that's what we want. We, we, ain't, we ain't selfish in here. At least I hope you're not selfish. I want my sister to have some mercy. I want my brother to have some mercy. I want everybody in here that really understands the text to have what Jesus gave the lepers, which is mercy. Generally speaking, mercy is just kindness or help. Be kind to us. Help us. That's what mercy is. But I want to look at mercy uh, biblically. Just want to look at a few things so you can get a, a deeper understanding or a greater understanding of mercy. Let's go to the book of Psalm. Let's go to Psalm 31. Remember they wanted what? And that's what we want. That's what we want. If you don't, if you don't include mercy in your prayer, you need to start asking God to have mercy on you every day. Lord have mercy on me. Psalm 31. Y'all ready? Verse 9. 31 and 9. Psalm 31 and 9. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in what? Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in what? Mercy is something that can help you get out of your trouble. Mercy is something that can help you get out of your financial trouble. Mercy is something that can help you get out of your emotional trouble. Mercy is something that can help you get out of your marital trouble. Mercy is something that can help you fill in the blank. You act like you ain't, you ain't never been through no trouble, ain't going through no trouble. If you're going through some trouble, you need to recognize whatever type of trouble you're going through. 
the mercy of God can help you. Come on, read the first part of this verse again. Psalm 31 and 9. Ready, read. If you're not in trouble now, when you do get on trouble, when you do get in trouble, ask God to have. Ask God to have what? Lord, help me. Lord, this stuff in my body trying to kill me. Help me. Lord, I'm broke. Help me. Will he help? The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible tells us that his ears are especially open to the cries of the righteous. A just folk. Don't ever think that, that you're by yourself. Don't ever think that you have to look to man first. God will help you. Matter of fact, how many, your, your testimony this week is that God helped you. You don't even have to reach back 10 years ago when he saved you. You don't have to reach back 20 years ago when he delivered you from drugs. He helped you this week. Am I talking about you? Let's go further. Let's go to Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Consider verse 10. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall what? If you want God's mercy, trust him for it. And when you trust that he's going to help you, look at what the verse says is going to happen. It's going to surround you. Y'all ain't looking at it? Don't fake, don't fake on me now. Come on. Don't fake on me. Look at, look at Psalms 32 and 10. Don't fake on me. Y'all were too quiet. That, that, that let me know that somebody faking it. You acting like you there, but you ain't, you ain't there. You need to see this. Psalm 32 and 10. Many sorrows shall be to the but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall what? Say to your neighbor, you got to trust him for his mercy. You got to trust in God and his mercy will do what? You have to trust in God and his mercy will do what? It'll protect you. And I love the fact that God's mercy will protect you from things you see and things you don't see. I love the fact that God's mercy will protect you from sun up to sundown. I love the fact that God's mercy will protect you from threats. I love the fact that God's mercy will protect you for folks that don't like you, folks that talk about you, call you anything but a child of God. Because some folks are stronger than us. Some folks, if, if the truth be told, if, if, if we went fist for fist, knee to knee, we'd get beat like. Man, sometimes I know the only reason I made it through certain things is because of his mercy. If I would have had to handle certain things on my own, I would have been defeated. But thank God for his mercy. I said, thank God for his mercy. 
And you have to have the testimony of David when, when it comes to mercy. In Psalm 23, David, David decreed that surely goodness and mercy gonna do what? Follow me. How long? All the days. See, you have to know that mercy gonna be behind you. When, when all trouble is taking place, you have to know that God's mercy is going to show up and do for you what needs to be done. Don't think that trouble going to get the upper hand on you and keep the upper hand. No, it's just a matter of time before mercy shows up and does for you what needs to be done. Surely goodness and what? Shall follow who? All the days. It's going gonna, gonna to surround me. Because I'm trusting God, mercy just going to surround me. Going to keep the enemy at bay. Going to keep sickness at bay. And see, God's mercy will surround you. To the point to where God will even allow you to experience pain, hurt, and so forth, but it will only go so far. See, see, mercy say you can't go no further. Stop right there, you can't go no further. Because God done already promised him that you that he ain't gonna put no more on him than he can bear. So you can't go no further. Doctor be telling you, well, it seems like it, it's going to be progressive. It's just going to keep growing. No, no, it ain't, it ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen with me because God's mercy done got in place and it ain't going no further. Well, you going to keep going down and down, Mr. Walker? Oh, no, I ain't. Because God done assured me in his word that his mercy done surrounded me and it ain't going to go no further. How come you trust in his word like that? Because heaven and earth shall pass, but not God's word. Because once God sends for his word, it will not return unto him void. Somebody ought to be getting happy by now. High five three folks and tell them God's mercy is surrounding me. It could be worse, but God's mercy is surrounding me. Should be dead by now, but God's mercy is surrounding me. The last thing that hit me should have took me out. It wasn't nothing but God's mercy that sustained me. It wasn't nothing but God's mercy that protected me. Am I right? Let's go further. Sit down. Let's go to uh, Titus. The book of Titus. Chapter 3. Let's go to Titus. Titus is in the New Testament. Back, back, of, the, back of the book. Titus is where we're going. The book of Titus. And I want you to notice the word and carefully in the book of Titus. Book of Titus, chapter 3, we'll start at verse 4 for clarity's sake. Ready? But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, 
not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. Y'all better help me with the next three words. He what? Say to your neighbor, it wasn't mercy that brought, it wasn't nothing but mercy that bought me out. Notice the verse again. According to his mercy, he what? 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 And, and one thing you will read continuously in the book of Psalms in reference to mercy, to the mercy of God, is that his mercy endures forever. That means every time you, you get in a fix, God's mercy going to show up and deliver you as long as you trust him. As long as you hope in God, God will continue to show you mercy. And, and, and some of us should have shouted because we know there have been so many things that got turned completely around simply because God had mercy on you. Am I talking right? And, and so... We should better understand why the lepers ask God to have what? Mercy. Have mercy. And, and, and you got, you got to understand that that mindset is, is, is Lord have mercy. And maybe it was because when it came to one of the lepers, I hadn't seen my wife in 10 years. Another leper, I hadn't seen my baby boy since he was three days old. Have mercy on me, Lord. I had just started a business. And then leprosy showed up. Have mercy on me, Lord. I was doing good. And then all of a sudden, leprosy showed up. And another leper may have said, we done tried everything. And nothing is working. Have mercy on us. You got to see yourself in the text. See, the Bible says, says concerning what we have of the scriptures, that the scriptures were given to us for our learning. So that we too could have hope. So we too could recognize that if God did it for them, he'll do it for us. That means this ought, to, this ought to be a rhema for somebody. I said this text ought to be a rhema for somebody. Because you're needing some mercy right now. I said you're needing some mercy right now. You done tried this, that, and the other. You need some mercy right now. They told you this would work. They told you that would work. And you tried it and you still in. But it's one thing about Jesus. He does work. I said he does work. Jesus will fix it. Good. God ought to have at least a hundred witnesses to tell somebody Jesus will fix it. His mercy works. 
His mercy works. Matter of fact, if you're bold enough, tell somebody, look at me. From my crown to the sole of my feet. I am a product of God's mercy. Look at another person and tell them, look at me. From my crown to the sole of my feet. I am a product of God's mercy. Should have been dead long time ago. But I am a product of God. You don't have to live with what you're going through as long as God's mercy is around. God's mercy can bring you out of whatever kind of trouble you may be wrapped up, tied up, or tangled up in. Say to somebody, as long as God's mercy is available, you should never give up. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how rough it is. I don't care how it looks. As long as God's mercy is available, you should never, ever, ever give up. They done tried everything. And I love the fact that when they ask God for mercy, He didn't try to fix it or ask this, that, or the other. He just simply said to them, Go. Show yourself to the priest. See, once a leper received a cleansing or a healing, the next step was to go to the priest. So when he told them to go show themselves to the priest, they knew he going to grant what we ask. They took him at his word. They, they did something that some folks have, have a hard I'm going to try that one more time, see if y'all are going to help me. They did something that some folks have a hard. Say your neighbor, just take him at his word. If we are in a service, and you know God will speak directly and indirectly. If God uses me to tell you to just receive your healing, take him at his word. If God gives me a word of just tell him it's well. Because in scripture, how many times do we see Jesus telling folks it's well? So if the Lord uses me or somebody else to tell you in reference to your situation, it's well. Just take him at his word. He said, well, why can't he say it to me himself instead of telling you? Because the Bible says, Amos 3 and 7, surely the Lord God will do unless 
He revealed his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. He ain't going to break his pattern. He used Moses to speak. He used Isaiah to speak. He used Jeremiah to speak. He used Daniel to speak. He used Paul to speak. He used Peter to speak. He used Mary to speak. He used Priscilla to speak. I can go man or woman, however you want me to go. He used different people to speak on his behalf. And as long as I'm speaking according to what is written, just take him at his just take him at his guess what when he spoke it they were at a distance they weren't close up to him he didn't lay no hand on them some folks just like folks to put their hands on God don't have to put his hands on you nobody else has to put hands on you for you to be healed just take God at his word. Well, I need a private counseling session. Well, you, you may do, but you don't need no private counseling session to get your healing. All you got to do is take God at his word. I said take him at his when something comes across the pulpit that fits your situation, that's your rhema, just take him at his Whether he's speaking to you directly or And it may not be anything deep. I may not shake. I may not speak in tongues before I tell you what does say is God. But if it's according to what is written, just take him at his So he said to the lepers, go. Show yourselves to the priests. And I love the fact that they didn't question him. They didn't question his authority. They did not question his authority, did not question his word, but took him at his word. And they kept going. And as they were on their way, the cleansing of the healing began to take place. If we would have been there and did this, we wouldn't have heard a corporate praise. Now, seemed like if it was a corporate healing going on, we should have heard a corporate praise. Some folks, all they want to do is get something out of Jesus. Without giving him the praise. And because God is a merciful God. He'll help you. Even though you won't give him the glory for it. And that's what happened in the text. They just asked. And they kept going. Say to your neighbor except one. Except one. I don't care what you say. It, it, it can be a whole section of quiet folk that don't appreciate God. 
But I guarantee you that it's going to be one. That's going to give God the glory. It's going to be one. That's going to send up some Judah. It's going to be one that's going to turn in some victory. It's going to be one that's going to shout. It's going to be one that ain't going to be too sophisticated to give God the praise. And so the one Before the praise service began, I believe had to be noticed by the nine that that he had stopped going in the same direction they were going in. May not have been a word spoken, but but you can't tell me if, if it's ten folk walking, going somewhere, and then one just decide to turn around that somebody didn't know that, hey, so-and-so done turn around. Now, now possibly, if, if it would have been like some of us, we would say, hey, where you going? Right? But, he turned around. Now, contextually, we don't see the question asked, where you go? Because seemingly on their mind was, we heal, I'm going to get to the priest, I can't wait to get home and do such and such and such and such. See, 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 see they were a sign of really what's going on in the church now. Let me explain. Where, where you have people that do not put the worship of God first. Even though God is blessing them, they still don't put the worship of God first. Now, God had blessed them. They, they had been cleansed. And yeah, he told them to go show themselves to the priest. And, and they could have did that after they seen what was happening and went back and thanked him. It wasn't. He didn't tell them that you need to go immediately. They could have said, look, I know he told us to go, but I just got to go back and say something called I'm healed. No. There are some folks that once they get their blessing from God, they drop him like a hot potato. So so and so praising God all over the church. Then she get a healing and all of a sudden the praise... I, I know a person that, that, that they would praise and God and then God bless them with a business. And, and when they got their business, all of a the sudden their business came before God. 
And then when certain things would be happening at, at the church, their, their, their business was before God. They minded their business so they could, they could shut their business down and come to church and go back to their business because it was their business. But their business became more important than God. Then you have folk get married and they, they sweetie become more important than God. Why we didn't see you at church? Well, me and my sweetie decided you and your sweetie put one another before. Say to your neighbor, nothing nor nobody should come before God. Say to another person a little louder, nothing or nobody should come before God. God should be first. They asked Jesus, what is the first and great commandment? To love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength. This is the first and great commandment. You got to know that when God blesses you, that means you need to worship him even harder. You need to praise him even harder. You need to put yourself on the altar as a living sacrifice even more so when he blesses you. The bottom line, the more he blesses you, the more you should give yourself unto him. Am I talking right? They had to notice that he had left the crowd. And the sad thing, they were on a card when it came to asking for mercy. But then it was broken when it was time to give God the praise. It's amazing how folk in the church will be on a card when it comes to certain things. But when it's time to worship, it's time to praise. The accord of the unity is. Can you imagine him either, either thinking in his mind, why, 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 why aren't they coming with me? Don't they see what has taken place? Don't, don't they see how we have been affected from our crown to the sole of our feet? Don't they see that a healing has taken place outwardly and inwardly? Don't they know that all that we have been through and now we are healed simply because this man told us to go? Don't they see that if anybody deserves the praise, it's Jesus? Don't they see if anybody deserves the glory, it's God. Why aren't they coming with me? Sometimes I look at saints of God when it's time to be praising God. How they sit as if God is not doing anything. And it crosses my mind. How in the world can they sit when God has released his anointing? How in the world can she continue not to give God the praise when a year ago God stripped death over her and gave her her healing and she is sitting as if God has not done anything say to your neighbor God been too good that's the reason I got to praise him in the church and outside the church you better tell somebody if it be your testimony I gotta praise him in the church as well as outside the church and say, I'm going to tell you why. 
Because can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody. Tell them why you got to praise them. Tell them because can't nobody but nobody but. Do you like who? Can't nobody but nobody but nobody. Do you like who? And so the leper went back. But because he knew he was healed, a cleanse. He forgot about what they had told him. Because he knew a miracle had taken place. See, when a miracle has taken place and you know it, you don't need the priest to tell you. You don't need the doctor to tell you. You know within yourself that a healing has taken place. Sometimes God can let you know that something has taken place even though a professional has not confirmed it. I said, even though a professional has not confirmed it. I have seen folks that knew, oh, God, pastor, I'm here, even though they hadn't went and got an x-ray. And I sense this morning that God is going to put in your being that it is well before you see the x-ray. It is well before the professional confirms it. So he went back and he fell down at the feet of Jesus. An act not only of worship but of surrender. I didn't just come back, Jesus, to worship you. I come back to surrender to you wholly. Letting you know that I acknowledge you not only as Lord, but my Lord, my Savior, my Deliverer. I didn't just come back just to come back. And see, that's the reason when, when, when the person fell down, the scripture says, and it was a Samaritan. See, because Samaritans were polytheistic, they believed in worshiping more than one God. But when Jesus recognized that the man that had, that had came back and surrendered himself to him was a Samaritan and what he said, he recognized that he was done with polytheistic worship. The man was getting genuinely saved. I'm done with worshiping the way my ancestors worship. I'm done with worshiping two or three gods. You are my God. And that's the reason, again, the scripture points out him being a Samaritan. And so when Jesus seen that he had surrendered to him, that he had worshiped him, his mind went to the nine. Is the only one found that's surrendering? That's worshiping? 
is what? Where are the nine? Brother so and so, the only one came. <laughs> but I did the same thing for sister so and so. Lord, I did the same thing for minister so and so. She didn't even come back. Where L led? He didn't come either. Is the only one that came back a foreigner? Figuratively, an idol worshiper? Is this the only one that came back to give God the praise? Someone that didn't even have a relationship with him? And it's sad because you get folks that, that, that come in the church and, and for six, ain't been in the church six months, but have did in six months what folks hadn't done that had been in the church for years. Woo, you ain't clapping now. He knew he had surrendered. And so he said to him, arise. Get up. Go your way. Then he says, your faith has made you not just well, but well in the verse means complete. Whatever was disrupted during your period as a leper is going to be restored. Whatever you find out of place when you get back, it's going to put back, be put back in place. Say to your neighbor, he did a job thing for the leper. You remember when Job worshipped and when all was said and done, God restored everything and gave him twice as much? That's what he did for the leper. Because of his faith. Or his praise for God when he recognized he was ill. I'm going to stop right there. Let's give Lord a big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.